Hello, welcome to Pigeon Post. This is a very impromptu Pigeon Post. I'm not even sure what I'm going to say quite yet. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, I've just been not sleeping a lot and running around doing all kinds of things. We have family in town and that's great. Uh, but just due to my wife's health challenges, um, yeah, I'm working and then we're we're going to a rehearsal dinner last night and then a wedding tonight and then going to do stuff and uh, it's just, it's fun, but it's just not a lot of sleep. Um, so I haven't even, I don't think I've done a pigeon post in like a month. And I need coffee, that's why I'm drinking coffee. But I wanted to share something real quick. Um, this will probably be quick because I have to run like one errand and then uh, head back home so we can make it to the wedding on time. But um, yeah, what I wanted to share was the lady who gave me my coffee just now, and uh, shout out to Black Rock Coffee in Castle Rock, but um, the lady that handed me my coffee, I noticed she had, she was wearing a cross. And I haven't, it's funny, like sometimes God just kinda like, um, you know, nudges, the Holy Spirit nudges you, hey, you know, say something, you know, like, and I love to evangelize, uh, but I feel like I've been so busy, I haven't really done it very much, haven't thought about it, but I saw her wearing this cross, and um, so I thought, I should ask her about it, you know, this is a very easy way to, to talk about the cross, because it's like you're wearing a cross, <laughs> what do you think about it, so, um, so I asked her that, I said, hey, I noticed you're wearing a cross, um, what what do you think about that? Like, what does that mean to you? And she said, oh, well, I just kind of, I got it because it came with this set. So she was wearing like a couple of different necklaces and I guess the cross was one of them. And um, so I said, well, what what, it, what does it mean to you? You know, what do you think about it? And she said, oh, I, I don't really know. You know, I'm not very um, religious or um, she said something to that effect. And I think she also said, I think she said that her parents didn't really kind of teach her that um, or anything. And um, side note, man, that that is so sad, guys. We have to, I want you to think, um, the way I think sometimes when I think about evangelism is I think, what if this person was my child? And for some reason, my child didn't know the Lord and for whatever reason, I wasn't there to tell them. Um, you know, it's just kind of a, this, you know, what if type of thing to try to empathize, which I think is a gift that God has given us to push us toward evangelism, is to empathize with people and think about, man, do I want this person to not know the Lord? Do I want this person to, to die in their sins? Jesus said, unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So the whole idea of having eternal life is that we have a sin problem that needs to be dealt with. So anyway, um, you know, there was somebody behind me in line. I was in the drive-thru, so I, I couldn't, you know, go into a full big thing. Uh, but she was very friendly and she, you know, she didn't know what, what it meant. And, uh, and so that was my next question, you know, like well, do you know, like, what it's supposed to mean? You know, because she didn't answer the question what it means to me. Um, and I was just so surprised by that, you know. 
And um, I think we think, you know, in America, everybody knows who Jesus is and what the cross means. But brothers and sisters, they don't know what it means sometimes. Even people that go to church don't know what it means. Um, even different uh, churches are basically apostate, meaning that they don't preach the gospel. They, some churches don't even know the Lord anymore because they don't know what the cross means. And so I just told her, well, the idea behind the cross is substitution. It's that Jesus died. He took the punishment for, for your sins so that you wouldn't have to. And um, I said something to that effect, not those exact words, but something explaining the substitutionary nature of the cross. And I uh, just told her to think about it, you know? And so let's pray right now. I, I don't know her name. She wasn't wearing a name tag. Um, I think when they give you the little computer to sign, it says the names on there, but I, I don't remember what it was. But um, I'll just pray right now. It's always weird when people pray on podcasts. <laughs> Because you're listening to it after the fact, but uh, if you'll just pray for this person um, or pray with me uh, right now in the theoretical now of listening to this later, um, Lord, I pray for this lady um, who works at Black Rock Coffee. Uh, pray that you would just help her to start thinking about what the cross means um, as she puts on her new piece of jewelry every day. Um, that she would think, man, I'm putting this on. It means something. Um, what does it mean to me? And I pray that she would put her faith in you, um, that you sent your son to die for her sins, that she wouldn't have to die in her sins, um, that Christ died the just, the perfect life for the unjust, our imperfect lives. And I pray that you would just push us all towards more evangelism and looking for little opportunities that um, hopefully are winsome and, um, and uh, make sense and are full of scripture and that you would open that door by your Holy Spirit because without you, apart from you, we can do nothing. Um, we are not able to raise the dead to life um, in this spiritual sense, but you are. And um, pray that you would just make us faithful witnesses of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening. Um, that might be a really short uh, pigeon post, or I might um, I might add something briefly after this one. I don't know. But I got to run in and grab a few things. So uh, have a nice day. All right just got out of the store and headed home to get ready for this wedding but I wanted to add one more little bonus thought you know it's really difficult to keep things in perspective and um, I think I'm thinking again about life and eternity and how much bigger eternity is than um, than our life here. Francis Chan has a great thing on YouTube uh, you can probably find. I think it's called the rope analogy uh, where he has this long piece of rope. He doesn't even show you how long it is. Um, it's just infinite. You're supposed to imagine that it's infinite. Uh, but he has the end of the rope and there's this piece of red tape 
at his end of the rope. And that little piece of red tape reminds us how short our life is compared to eternity, which is the entire rope which stretches on forever. And he says, you know, we make those, make all of our decisions, we tend to make all of our decisions really based on that little red piece of tape, you know? What kind of car am I going to drive? Where am I going to live? All these kind of things. And even though those are important decisions, if you look at it in perspective, eternity is much more important. You know, um, we're kind of at a point where we're going to have to move again and finding a house is really difficult for my wife. She has an incredible amount of allergies and um, we found that even being in the wrong house for too long can really um, make her health just uh, decline tremendously. And it's really hard to find another house. And so we're having to deal with how do we do this? How do we get out of this? Well, this lease is about to end. Do we sign an extension? How do we not lose money in the process of moving? Um, are we supposed to end up in a hotel in between places? Because it's so uncertain that we can find a place that she feels well in. So we really have to trust God for that. But you know, Jesus is preparing a place for us in heaven. He, we are sojourners who are not looking ultimately for an everlasting home here on earth, but like Abraham in Hebrews was looking for uh, the home whose builder and architect was the Lord. It's so cool that it says that. Um, and that Jesus is going to prepare a place for us. And so when we're living in light of eternity, those things that are causing us so much stress, there's still work that we have to do. We still have to look for a house. We still have to call a ton of places and ask questions and uh, try to get them to to give us a month-to-month -month lease because that's much better much, much better than a one-year lease for us. And there's things, there's challenges that you have as well um, that might be even more difficult than that or might be less difficult. And I don't think our job is to compare how difficult our lives are to each other, but that in every difficulty, God has a purpose. And one of those purposes is always, always that we trust Him. Um, when people ask Jesus, you know, what are we to do to be doing the works of God? Um, Jesus said that we should believe that that is the work of God, is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. And believing on the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't just mean that you're believing that he'll forgive your sins, but that you're confessing that he's Lord. He is God over all the universe. Also in Hebrews, he holds all things together by the word of his power. And it was mind-blowing for me, and I'm not going to try to convince you to be Reformed or Calvinistic. Um, it was mind-blowing for me, though, to come to the understanding that if God is God, He is in control of all things, and no purpose of His can be thwarted, um, which is a Bible verse that's found, I believe, in Luke and Job and elsewhere in Scripture, that God, if He has a purpose, cannot be stopped. 
in that purpose that he has decided to do. And we know from Romans 8.28 that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And those whom he called, he justified. And those whom he justified, he glorified. So, and I didn't quote the entire verse there. It also talks about him he foreknew, he predestined. But the point is that God has locked us in. If we are in Christ, we are locked in to his will. And his will is not something that we're supposed to stress over, but his will is for us to be thankful in all circumstances, to give thanks in all circumstances. Um, for this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. And he works all things together for the good of those who love him. So our job in our heart, our job is to focus on Christ, to be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and petition. That means we're, we're petition or supplication. We're asking God, God, I need this. I need you to supply this for me. I need you to supply a place for me and my family to live. You've done it before. I need you to do it again. God, I need you to, um, whatever it is you, that, that you need from God, I need you to, um, change the heart of my spouse so that they will be more loving so that we can experience your grace together instead of apart. Um, God, I need you to give me um, favor with my employer because I'm having a hard time. God, I need you to, um, to do these things. I think a lot of times, you know, biblical Christianity um, can be so against um, that idea of um, prosperity gospel that we can forget to emphasize that God does want to meet our needs and that we are to ask him. And what does the Sermon on the Mount say? That God clothes the lilies of the field. And even a king doesn't look as beautiful as a field, which nobody even has to work for that. God does it. And he feeds the birds of the air and they don't work for their food, but he feeds them. And beloved, he will feed and clothe you. And I'm not saying that you will not go through hard times. There were times when we were practically homeless. But God is faithful and he is working all things together for good. Even those things that are infected with sin and um, uh, evil, as it were, and sickness. Um, those things that are messed up and we're like, why is this happening? Somehow, if you're in Christ, God is working that together for good and you're called to trust him in that. So I just want to encourage you um, and to link this to what, what I talked about at first, like evangelism. Live in light of eternity and let that be a motivation to step out there and share the gospel with somebody today. Thank you for listening to this very abbreviated pigeon post. Uh, it's kind of nice. It's only like 15 minutes. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.